Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. And today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports Domestics Microbrew is the best selection of beer anywhere. And you know what? Time to go stock up for the 4th of July weekend. Four-day weekend. Now, we'll be on the air Monday at our new time, 1 to 3, as a matter of fact. Wine coolers, water, soft drink, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills, indeed, second to none. You need to stock up now. Let's put it on 1070 in the car, drive on over, and start hauling out what you need. We're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street and Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf Online at sunburymotors.com. This is... Bobby Bonilla Eve. Tomorrow will be Happy Bobby Bonilla Day, July 1st. The Mets will once again pay him $1.19 million. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. It's true. He's going to get $1.19 million from the Mets again. And I think that deal still has nine years to run on it. What a life. Time now for, we don't have any, like, like another Yankee didn't cheat and throw a perfect game, did he? No, at least not that I saw. We should watch the tape of it. It's all sorts of weird stuff going on in that game. It's like, like, it was like watching Gaylord Perry. Oh, no, I'm sorry. All right. Our play-by-play call of the day. And Francisco Rodriguez... Little squibber up the first base line. That's a fair ball. Underhanded by JT. What a play. JT Real Moto with the play. The Phillies have now won nine in a row on the road. You can have success on the road when they allow you to go. Oh, my almighty. They do go to St. Louis for the weekend. I mean, you make it seem like it's a big deal they're going to St. Louis. Everybody's been going to St. Louis. It's like the Yankees, like, are playing everybody at home. Like, I mean, it's like, oh, we're going to go on a trip. Hey, yeah, it's great. Well, it's like, guess what? It's, like, it's not like looking at the kids and saying we're going to go on a trip. you got to look at the guys and go, hey, look, it's part of the business. we got to go play some road games. But they do start the second half of the season in Colorado after the All-Star break. So at least there's that. Yeah, they come home after this trip in St. Louis. Of course they do. <laughs> for t- oh my goodness, of course they do. For the O's and the I Cubs. Guess. But then they start I off the second on. half of the season on the road in Colorado. Oh. Yeah, they probably then are home for a 12-game series after that. <laughs> Come on. You guys are amazing. The sequencing of games benefiting one team so much, it's unreal. All right. Phillies have won nine in a row on the road. How about that? 
That is so impressive. Yeah, I know the Braves have been playing great. Have the uh, Yankees played the Braves yet? Uh, no. No, of course not. You'll be 0 for 6 in those games. All right. uh, Wouldn't be shocked. I I, I forgot you guys had a two-game road trip to play the Mets. (laughs) Everybody can just take their own car. We're good. (laughs) All right. So we talked about the the NIL part of it. Well, when I talk to groups about NIL, you know, and the fact that they did this ranking and about the most ambitious NILs, and you know, and James is absolutely right. You know, Penn State. Everyone, remember, I'll take everybody back to 1983. Penn State won the, the national championship, and Joe Paterno addressed the board of trustees. And so Penn State wins the national title. Penn State's number one. And Joe looked at the board of trustees and said, I want Penn State to be in num- be number one in everything we do. That was his quote. I want Penn State to be number one in everything we do. And in talking with James today, as we were talking about this, he says, "Look, we we need to be num, num We need to be in the top ten in everything. Okay? Now, maybe you're fourth, maybe you're fifth, maybe you're one, but whatever. But you've got twelve teams that are going to be making this playoff in a year. You need to be the in the top ten in everything to put yourself in a position to be in that top ten. Then after that, the games will take care of themselves." But you need to be in the top 10 in NIL. You need to be in the top 10 with your weight room, and they've done that. You need to be the top 10 in your locker room. They've done that. You need to be in the top 10 with your practice facilities. You need to be in the top 10 with your stadium. You need to be in the top 10 in your game day atmosphere. You need to be in the top 10 with your recruiting which then goes hand-in-hand these days, again, back to number one, being in the top ten in NIL. You need it. Now, there are a lot of fans that I understand are justifiably uncomfortable with it because that is not what they're used to. It's not the model of what they're used to. But in 1977, when they formed the Nittany Lion Club, Okay? And people were asked to donate money for, to then have the ability to buy their seats. People weren't comfortable with that then either. But then they quickly realized it was the best way to keep the entire athletic department going and to benefit the football program. So they did it. And now it's commonplace. It's the same with this. Yeah, it's not the model you're used to. I understand that. Believe me, I... I have been face-to-face with fans for two months. Yeah, I've gone to I've gone to Lancaster. I've gone to, to Hilton Head, South Carolina. 
I've gone to Indianapolis. I've gone to Scranton. I've gone to Hazleton. I've gone to Johnstown. I I went I went over to uh, Elysburg. I mean, this is what I've been doing the last two months. Is I've been going around to all these places, so I've been taking questions from everybody, and they nil comes up all the time and justifiably. Sometimes I just volunteer it, and sometimes I'm just asked about it right out of the gate. And I said, I said, you have two choices with nil. You either adapt or lose. And back in the 70s when they needed to get funding really going beyond the Levi Lamb Fund with the Nittany Line Club and so forth with seat selection and things like that and putting in money for parking and and the like, people weren't comfortable with that then, but the decided it was the best thing to do. Now, I realize that we need parameters on this. That I do realize. They need to have this structure, but until it's structured, you've got to go by what the rules are in this particular day. And this is where they where they're need they need help with this. They've made up ground, but they aren't there yet. And James is exactly right. Okay? He's exactly right. And I, I agree with him completely. Right? He said gotta be top ten in everything. That was his exact quote to me. Gotta be top ten in everything. Well he's right. And that's why they've invested in Lash Building and in the weight room. Right? That's why they've invested with the, with the practice fields. That's why they've invested in, in nutrition and nutrition bars. That's why they've invested in wellness. That's why they've invested in the training room. That's why they've invested in sports performance. That's why they're investing in the stadium. Because they know they need to be top ten in everything. Not just one thing, but everything. And that includes NIL. That includes NIL. And I can't emphasize that enough. And I know it it is a concept that a lot of college football fans have been hesitant about. Because that hasn't been the model. But there's a reality. It is the model. And to me, it becomes very difficult where I'm going to stick by my standards. I feel like I'm quoting Matt here. I'm going to stick by my standards. Oh, my almighty! And then the team goes 4-8, and and you're like, well, I want the coach fired. Like, well, excuse me. We asked you to help. You didn't help. This is what happens when people don't help. There are certain things where it's a given where Penn State's in the top ten. You know, top ten atmosphere in the country, top ten fan base, the whole thing. I mean, it already happened to be. I think the weight room is. I think I think the athletic training area is. I think the sports performance is. Um, I mean, there's a long list where they're already in the top ten, but they got to be – you still have to be top ten in NIL. It comes up in recruiting all the time. 
it comes up in recruiting all the time. So it's just a, a it's a point I've made everywhere I've gone to speak. It comes up all the time, and it takes up, I'd say, a third of the conversation with with groups. And I take and you name the question, I take any question. Then fine with fine with me. I worry about that. And it does come up. And people do come up with their um, with their reservations about it because they're not, you know, they're not comfortable with it yet. And I always point out, I said, look, I said, here are your choices. Adapt or lose. And James is right. Penn State needs to be top ten in everything. Just like Joe Paterno told the Board of Trustees in the spring of 1983, I want Penn State to be number one in everything we do. Well, in this case with the football program, you've got to be top ten in terms of your academic graduation rate. You've got to be top, you know, and all those things. And this is a head football coach that preaches academics over and over again. I, that, that's the other part I bring up all the time when I'm talking NIL with everybody. And I said, James Franklin understands what is needed in this era. I said, but does not in any way, shape, or form ever put academics, which is important to all of you, and it's important to him, it doesn't take a back seat. I said, the number of times during the course of a week that I hear him talk about academics... Right, I hear him talk to all the time. Practice is over. Talk about academics, class attendance, grades, sitting in the front row, being early, and he'll send out members of the staff to buildings. I know I'll walk into class on a Monday morning, and I know there's some football players in the building, not in my class, but in the building. And I'll see staff members, and they're there to check off. Yep, 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 yep. That's how serious the head football coach is about the academic mission. It is not all just going out and we've got to win on Saturday. He is all in on the entire experience. And part of that entire experience is winning on Saturday. And part of that entire experience is recruiting, and that's why he wants to be top ten in everything, and that includes NIL. Adapt or lose. And if that's all he ever talked about, I could see some argument from some fans, but that's not all he talks about. Yeah? He's all about the academic side. He's all about making sure you're in class. He's all about you sit in the front row. He's all about, hey, look, you get the grades. Hey, you get your degree. Now try and get that degree in two and a half, three years if you can. He's all about that. So he is serious when it comes to the full experience. I mean, serious about the full experience. 
And that's what makes it easier for me to talk about how important being in the top ten of NIL happens to be because he's a head football coach that has the same values that Joe does or did about the great experiment because I hear him talk about the academic side to his players so often during the season. And he's you know, and he's sending people out to make sure they're in class. Who's doing that? That's why when he tells me, he says, hey, Steve, we got to be in the top ten in NIL. Hey, I'll go to the wall for him on that because guess what? He's trying to be top ten in everything, including the academic side. All right, we'll take a break. Come back more in a moment as we continue here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing and can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. This is a day I know you would have loved to have been at ESPN. You like firing people. <laughs> uh, in this case, no. It's because I've been in their spot. You call for people. You, you call for people to lose their jobs all the time. Yeah, I'll fire him. Not gonna get rid of Brian Cashman. Not broadcasters, most of them. Do, do you want the list? <laughs> most of them. Uh well, it's a rough day there. It is a rough day. And here it is, the end of the fiscal year. I assume I assume Disney's fiscal year ends on the 30th. Not everybody's does. But usually the 30th is the end of the fiscal year. It's just, it's hard. It's just hard. You know, Susie Culver was there for 37, 38 years. Wow. And uh, yeah, I mean there are you know Keyshawn Johnson, Max Kellerman. I mean, like again, you know, not all these people are beloved, but they had a following. And it's just not easy. I mean. Todd McShay, when he comes to the NFL draft, McShay was on more than Mill Kuyper. He's out. It is, uh, it's rough. It really is. But the business has been rough over the years. There's no getting around it. 
the business has not done a good job of keeping up with the times or the audience. It really hasn't. Uh, you know, that's why like we see, for example, Mark retiring today, Mark Lawrence. But Mark was in tune with his audience. And you have to have, there's the business, and I talked, last night I was in Johnstown. That was the latest stop on the tour, and somebody who had been that I had been had worked with at Channel Six for a period of time, many years ago, was there last night, and we're and the subjects of the business came up, and he said, you know, there aren't many stations doing a lot of sports anymore. That's how I know. I said they're either cutting down the minutes of sports on the air, or they're cutting it out completely. That's been a national trend. I said, there's too many managements that are very, very short-sighted. In order to be successful in any business, you have to have the ability to look at the big picture. And you have to have the ability to have some foresight as to what is going on with the industry and what works for your audience. You can't just sit there and, and have somebody tell you all the time, I want to see the numbers by the end of the quarter. Oh, and everybody panics because the numbers at the end of the quarter. Just slow down. You have to know when you're doing it right. And then be patient with it. And patience is not easy. But you have to have that kind of big picture feel for what's going on. And you can't be just doing everything on a short-sighted balance sheet. Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is, because it's Brewers Outlet time. The Beverage Supermarket has the area's largest beer selection. Imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping, and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, Sunbury, wants to see you. And thank you for your years of patronage. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Brewers on Web Lagan Street, Sunbury D. Beverage, Supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, the best selection of beer anywhere, wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. Pickle bar led by the barrels and the dills, indeed, second to none. Bob in Hanover has been holding on, sir. Welcome. Hey, thank you. Um, just a couple questions about NIL. Uh, I'm not crazy about it, but I sort of understand why schools have to compete each other for that here's where i'm a little confused though is uh our school the university or the athletic department's not supposed to be involved in it is that correct yes they're not supposed to actually be directly involved in it you know they can have some help along the way like for example there's a there's a um an event in avalon and the players are going to be there and james is going to be there and that'll be on july 27th but they can't go out and say Bob, give me money. <laughs> Can't do that. But they, but they do send out. I've gotten emails from the athletic director, and I think James Franklin maybe earlier about 
asking us to consider getting involved with name, image, and likeness. Are mm-hmm. they supposed to promote it? I mean, yes, they are, are they allowed to do that? Yeah, you absolutely are allowed to promote it. Yep. Yep, that's okay. the part where they liberalized that rule about a year, year and a half ago on that. Oh. Yeah, I never uh, hear any of the rules on NIL, so I, I don't know yeah, what's going I mean, on there. And uh, and what but, do they expect from? But you're not, but you're not sending it. But you're not sending the. You're not sending the money to Penn State. You're sending the money to the collective. That's the difference. Right. Okay. Yeah, I got you. Uh, <laughs> this is a sort of an odd question. I know uh, Calvin Booth was an advisor to one of the previous collectives. I think mm-hmm. it was Success with Honor. But he lets his son go to another school. <laughs> that sort of surprised me. I mean, does that mean that Calvin isn't doing a good enough job to get people to send enough money to keep his son to go to Penn State, or doesn't that have anything to do with it? No, it doesn't have anything to do with it, even though it's an interesting question, and it is an interesting question. But, you know, when I talked with Calvin about his son, and this is when he was still committed to Penn State, so it was like the end of February, beginning of March was the last time I talked to Calvin face-to-face. He said the entire process has been about about his son, Kerry, making up his own mind. And it should be. And, and, yeah. and going where he wanted to go along the way and playing for whomever he wanted to play. And, you know, and Calvin's married, and, and Calvin's wife played a role, too, as to what's going on. And so in the end, the young man was allowed to make his own decision. It turned out it's not what Penn State fans had hoped for, because I think right. he would have been a really, really good player here. But at the same time, I always respect when a young person makes up their own mind about something. I mean, did it anything have to do with the fact that he wasn't getting enough money through name, image, and likeness through Penn State that he decided to move on, or don't you know? No, it had to do with the fact that uh, he had really bonded with Micah Shrewsbury uh-huh. over a period of time, and when Micah got the Notre Dame job, you notice where he ended up. Yeah, yeah, I understand. And, and so that really is what it comes down to. In fact, all the recruits ended up going to Notre Dame, all three. Right. I mean, it, it was not a name, image, and likeness issue. It was more of um, they were recruited by that coach and wanted to play for that coach. Uh-huh. So when uh, Shrewsbury was quoted in some articles earlier saying that we were like last in the Big Ten in name, image, and likeness, um, that had nothing to do. So apparently those kids didn't care about name, image, and likeness at that time. They just wanted to play for Penn State, and now it's changed. I I mean, they cared some about it, but um, but you're talking – when Michael was talking about recruiting classes, he wasn't talking about the one that already signed. He mm-hmm. was talking about the future recruiting classes and where Penn State stood. They already had that class signed. Uh, name, image, and likeness had been improving, but not to the point he felt that it needed Penn State to be competitive to be in the NCAA tournament year in and year out. Now we're starting to see an improvement there. Because in the end, that's going to make a difference. Until they get parameters on the rules, Bob, yeah. until they get those parameters, it's the Wild West. And so oh, yeah. when you're talking Apparently. about a name, image, and likeness with, with, the three, with the three players, now one of them's Braden. So Braden is right. not going to stay here. He's going to go play with his dad. Right? Okay. And the kid from Indianapolis is staying home. 
Yeah, yeah, I so from that. Indianapolis going up to South Bend. So there's a lot of reasons for everything here, and it's not just that was not just an NIL situation. Going forward, though, NIL is going to be critical for both football and basketball. There's just no getting around it. And it seems like as uh, well, I'm a season ticket holder, a longtime Nittany Line Club member, and I never get information about what do they expect for me to become one of the top 10 schools in NA? What do they expect? What do they want from us? I think you have to get in touch with the collective and find out what the collective's goals happen to be. Shouldn't that be and their this job? Is what happy, uh, the collective? To go out I mean, and you know talk the co- to people that are potential donors and let them know what they're looking uh, at and what they would like us to do. Again, that's that's a rules question, and that one I'm not quite sure about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do, as to what, how much they, they can do and how much they can't do, uh, yeah. and that's that's that that gets into for me the gray area as to how I answer because I'm not quite sure how to answer it. Now, the easiest I, thing is to know that Happy Valley United, I think that's what it's called now, is the uh-huh. collective, and if you get in touch with them, they'll tell you exactly what they expect. Well, one of the problems I had with the previous collective is I sent them two emails and asked them, could they tell me what percentage of the money that comes in goes to the uh, players and what goes to administration? I never got responses back from anybody. They don't talk about that. I mean, if they're a nonprofit, which I assume that they're registered as, shouldn't they be a little more open with saying that we have... Yeah. 10% 10% yeah, of our stuff is going to administration, and 90% of what you're donating is going to get returned to the players. Right. Uh, yeah, I think they're a 5013C. Um, yeah. So, you know what? When I go, they asked me to be a part of the Avalon on July 27th uh-huh. get-together. And, and I will pull somebody aside, and I'll ask them some of these questions. Yeah, I'd be curious and, about that. And, I think they I just can, need I think they need to be a little more open about what they're collecting, yeah. how many people they got involved in collecting this money. Are they really shooting for the average season ticket holder? Or do they really want local businesses or Commonwealth of Pennsylvania businesses to participate in this? Like if I give a hundred dollars, well, am I gonna get yeah. an athlete that'll come to my house for a picnic and sign autographs? I was being facetious there, but well, that goes back to James. I want to go to birthday parties. I'm like, oh, that's like, yeah. <laughs> and when he said it that day, I said, you know what that means? It means I'm going to be going in your place. <laughs> yeah, the the whole thing, and I think you're right. Until there's rules in place, it's like the whole thing's like an unknown slippery slope, and. I don't think anybody really knows what's going on. Well, at least that I'm aware of. I mean, Pat Craft has been exponentially more aggressive with it. James uh-huh. has always been aggressive with it. But there's also certain rules that they have to follow to make sure they're they're within the parameters of it. Uh, and so there's they can be aggressive to a point. The collective is the one that needs to be aggressive above all. And it's up to them, to, you know, as James wants to get the word out, like, hey, you know, look at our collective, make a donation, get involved, help us out. That's where he's appealing to people. And that's, you know, when he and I, you know, talked about this today, he said, look, I, he says, this list came out. Penn State's not in that top 10. He's right. Who Penn made State the needs list? To be the, he, I mean, 
who made the list? Yeah. Let's let's see who made the list. That's a good. Question. No, not not what teams. I meant who made up no, no, the no. list. Who? It was on three dot com. Oh, okay. So they went in and looked at the books of all the NIL collectives and have uh, determined that how, how they how they went about it. I do not know. But yeah. he's right. They they need to be top ten in stadium, top ten in facility, top ten in weight room, top ten in nutrition, top ten in academics, top ten in NIL. They need to be yep. top ten in everything. And he's right about that. Yep, I understand that. And I think our program has always strived to be in the top. I don't know if they ever said top ten, but ever since I've donated, they've improved locker rooms, they've improved weightlifting, they yep. improved nutrition, they improved housing for the athletes. Because when I was there, the athletes lived in the dorms just like we did. <laughs> yeah, right. And there, there's certain elements with that that have to be corrected as well. Yeah. Hey, Bob, I'm, Bob, I'm going to take a break. Okay, that's no problem. And just uh, pre- ask ask the athletic director if he can sort of just inform us what's going on, what they're gearing towards, and we're like sure. in the cold just thinking, yeah, no, okay. I, I, I will absolutely do that for you, no question, okay. I'll, because I'll, I'll, see, I'll see Pat over the next you know few weeks. Now, we'll talk. All right, if, if we, thank if you if very we don't much. Talk, if we don't talk, I'll text him, and then he'll call me. So, Okay. Appreciate it, Bob. All right, King in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Sixers, by the way, are not going to uh, extend Tyrese Maxey this summer. I did see that. He, it makes sense from had, a financial he's standpoint. He's heading into the final year of his rookie deal. Yeah. Well, even they think he's very good and not great. King. What up, guys? That was a good phone call. Yeah, no, Bob. Bob was had great questions. Yeah, that was a really good call. Interesting. So, cool. I'm in Narragansett Bay, Rhode Island. Yeah, you're on the beach, right? Well, I'm not quite. I'm eight minutes from the beach. Okay. I can see the ocean from here. So. There you go. Oh, at least you're not yeah. in the bay. <laughs> I walked 9,000 steps today. Wow, good oh, for you, man. I got one of those stupid uh, watches now. Oh. Nice. Oh. It's awesome. I, I I love it here. It's a beautiful, beautiful area. So we're going to the beach tonight. Me and my wife, we're going to walk the beach. Nice. I nice. take my shirt off, you know, and twerk. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on that note, uh, what do you got? Then we come home. (laughs) We'll leave it at that. (laughs) Doesn't go over well. Maybe the dogs get excited, but that's about it. Bite them. All right, well, what, what do you got? Start. I got one. Will the owner of the Mets... Sell the entire team, all the players, trade all the players to get new ones. Did you read about him? Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I have, as a matter of fact. Well, yeah, he is furious. He's got a yeah, oh, $350 yeah. million dollar payroll with their seven games under 500. And he said, if they don't start producing, I'm canning all of them. I'm trading all of them to get new players. That cracked me up. I was like, all right, there you go. That's the owner saying it, not the general manager or the manager. He said, I'm keeping my general manager, I'm keeping Buck Showalter, and I'm getting rid of the players. (laughs) 
Well, they're the ones performing. Yeah, very poorly. Or the lack it's thereof. It's about time that owners stood up and said, you know what, enough, you know. You, you wanted a big contract, I gave you the big contract, now you got to hit the ball, you know. It's like Devers for the Red Sox. He's the fourth yeah, best player it. on his own team, never mind the league. And he signed a 30-plus yeah. million dollar a year contract. So, for 11 years. I would. Yeah. <laughs> the first year, you suck. You got problems. So, yeah. we'll see. No, I mean... And you know everybody knows how I feel about that. I think I think these long contracts they sign are just yeah. ridiculous. You're gonna you're telling me hey. at the age of 40, 41, Aaron Judge, I mean, Aaron Judge doesn't play at thirty one, let alone forty one. Yeah, if you're not producing now, what are you gonna do ten years, eleven years from now? Nothing. Yeah. I mean, I, I they've gone too far with it, and yep. I think complacency sets in. You know, that I'm set for life. What do I get? Win or lose, I get a paycheck. So That's right. Go out and earn it, you know? That's right. So. There you go. Steve, what do you got? Uh, what do I have? Let's see. Hey. James Harden opts in. Sixers say darn. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a good one. I say darn. <laughs> darn it. <laughs> I was hoping he'd opt out. Darn. Not <laughs> Daryl Morey, though. Jeez. The love fest between the two of them. Kind of a nauseating one. All right, my one is Vince Scully has a repeat, a repeat in heaven. The impossible <laughs> has happened. After we saw Domingo Herman throw a perfect game. Oh. The impossible has happened, too. <laughs> this guy had like a six ERA over his last three games. He throws a perfect game. Yeah. Can't make it up. <laughs> Anton Carlos Stanton hit a home run that game. That. Uh. My my follow up headline is to that. After an extensive investigation, Major League Baseball takes away perfect game because it was the A's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, the A's are very. Uh, the A's started playing pretty good though, didn't they? They did for a short oh, time. Yeah, they got yeah. twenty. They're up yeah, to twenty-one wins time. now. They're on a roll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make another movie about them. So. Uh, I, my next one is, will any team in the American League Central end the year over 500? It's a valid question right now. I, that is a very strange. I mean, the Red Sox are in last place in the East. They'd be in first place in the Central. So, how can that happen? I don't know. Uh, balanced schedule. You think Maybe. so? Yeah, it's the balanced schedule because um, you're not playing 19 games against teams in your division, which means the team right. at the top can't beat up on somebody in the bottom 19 times. And then the American League East, they'd all be beating up on each other and the records would fall back. You're not playing that schedule anymore. It's now balanced, and I think that's created an imbalance in the wins and losses of divisions. There you go. There you go. Uh, it's just bizarre to see how poor they are, you know. And yeah. they could actually, you know, 
get make the playoffs and go to the World Series if they get lucky <laughs> and play 500 ball all year. So, uh, well, my next one's a a personal one. Tomorrow is mine and Lisa's six year anniversary. So happy anniversary uh, to my lovely wife, Lisa. Congratulations! It's happy also tomorrow the anniversary. It's also tomorrow the anniversary of Bobby Bonilla getting one point one nine million dollars again. I know on Happy Bobby Bonilla Day. I'm going to say this: it's not Bobby Bonilla. Whomever his agent was and is is a hero. <laughs> that guy's great. I'm honored that my anniversary is shared with this day. Let me tell you, because that is impressive. Gonna, and it's going to go through 2032. There He's you go. Got nine more paychecks. Of nine of one point one nine million dollars coming to him. If you want to give that some of that to me for an anniversary gift, I wouldn't. I wouldn't uh, hate that. Hey Matt, you and I got married the same year. Oh really? All right, there you go. Yeah, because we just celebrated our sixth uh, in May. So. Sweet. All right, there you go. Yeah. Nice. And see, I knew there was something. There was something clicking there. So. <laughs> yeah. There you go, the cool. Yankees, and we're married the yeah. same year. There we go. I like it. Yep. We'll have a party. So. All right, the segment's getting strange. I thought the Bobby Benio thing was really good. After that, I kind of <laughs> felt like we went downhill. <laughs> <laughs> How I thought many we years went... you got, Steve? Oh, I'll be 44. Wow. 44 years. Oh, my God. Does that make me feel old? I remember when you guys were in high school together. Yeah. How cool yeah. was that? That was like a long, long time. Oh, I didn't like... know. I didn't know you guys were high school sweethearts. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I didn't know. Yeah. I never knew that. You, you and Kathy. Wow. Yeah. 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 Was it your senior year or junior and senior year? Senior. Uh, senior year. Yeah. yeah. It was love at first sight. How about that? Oh, oh yeah. They'd be making out in the car. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now we're getting weird. <laughs> yeah. right. uh, I'd be it. out in the front singing, you know, <laughs> close to you. <laughs> we'll never forget uh, this final segment of our three yeah. to five time yeah. slot. <laughs> so I'll leave with one more headline. Yankees head home after trip to St. Louis again. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah, never play any pretty much. Games. <laughs> Yankees exhausted after two game trip. <laughs> hey, one to three Red on Sox Monday. <laughs> one right. to three starting Monday. Looking forward to it. Go stock up and go stock up at Brewers Outlet for Matt's anniversary. There you or go. the Fourth oh, of right. July, whichever really applies to your family. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Get the pretzels. Yeah. Get the nuts. Oh. Oh yeah. <laughs>